Welcome to the Live to be Remembered podcast, where you'll learn the most effective tools for leaders, communication, and how to succeed at a high level. Episodes of Live to Be Remembered podcast. It's your host with the most, Shaquan Battle, aka Mr. Year. I got Coach Will, TikTok Guru. Hey, you know what it is, TikTok. No more, no more Coach TikTok. Let's go. <laughs> I got William. Fingers and the Corona food. <laughs> hey, Willie will called me earlier. That that T Mobile service. I got AT and T, bro. <laughs> Horrible, bro. Horrible. Hey, Will, Willie was talking. I ain't hear him for about ten minutes, and then he came back on. Was like, yeah. Did you hear anything I said? <laughs> I got AT and T, baby. We Yo, we got we got Corey, two way Pager Jones. Man, what it do, baby? <laughs> Representing that two way all the way from off the man. Five one deuce. Let's go. Let's go. And last but not least, the infamous, the Afro, motivational speaker. Martrace you Davis. gotta finish it, bro. You gotta finish it. It's Afro Thunder. <laughs> Afro Thunder. I'll take it. I'll take it. Wash your hands. <laughs> Afro Thunder. Wash your hands, Martrace Stevens. <laughs> oh man, trade a goat already, man. <laughs> Yo, so how how y'all week been? Man, hey, mine is good, man. I, I like I said, I just found out I'm closing on, closing out on my house uh, on the 31st of this month. So I'm excited, man. Hey. Like it's been a that's long a time deal. coming, man. So that's a big deal. Yeah, that's a big blessing, man. I'm excited, bro. It's a big deal. We all moving in. Appreciate that, Corey. I got some hey, to stay. Hey, come holler at me, baby. Come holler at me. Just make sure you take a bath, wash your hands, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. Willie is not in charge of the wash rag. <laughs> <laughs> Not using his watch rating. Rent free, baby. Rent. So how y'all week been? Y'all y'all quarantined? Y'all y'all healthy? Man, listen, bro. <clears throat> this joint out here crazy, man. I don't know, bro. All I know, my week's been pretty good. I'm just trying to master this TikTok, bro. <laughs> I think I found my lane, bro. I promise. Hold up. I'm about to be verified, bro. Fine. Hey, you and Corey gonna have to battle, man, because I, I, I ain't gonna lie. Corey, yeah, y'all ain't see Corey TikTok. Him and his fam. Y'all, <laughs> y'all ain't see Corey. Oh, Corey, you on there, Corey? Hey, oh, I'm man. in there deep, man. Oh, hold on. Wait a minute, man. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Are you, are you, are you, are you saw that video when I was getting it? <laughs> hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, bro. 
I, I, you didn't tell me you was on TikTok. Hey, yeah, I'm I'm minute, man. Here's the question of the day, though. Is it okay for pastors to have TikTok? Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Hey, who you... Hey, who you? Who I you guess asking, I guess you asking the yeah. church or the people? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm asking. I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, TikTok hey, is, it is what it is, man. Hey, hey, I feel I feel like this, man. It's a way to express yourself. It's another avenue. It's more content. You can use it for all type of different platforms: speaking, dance, whatever you want to do. You know, it's exposure, man, to the world because everybody's rocking with TikTok right now. So go get it if you ain't got it. You dig? The oh, crazy right. thing is, I see the NBA players on Instagram, they bored out their mind. This is evidence of what motivational speakers do when they ain't got no book. They can't book. <laughs> <laughs> y'all bored and touch y'all mind. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to get on PlayStation. I'm about, to, I'm about to, I gave people my PlayStation. Yeah. Number, man. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Hey, you bro, showed you a pastor, man. Hey, man, man hey. He just got back in the club, bro. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey they're going to say, they gonna say ain't, ain't nothing holy about court. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? Hey. And I rock with that because there is something I'm doing in this season that everybody just don't understand. <laughs> you did. Ah. That's all good. <laughs> That's what's up. I ain't getting no TikTok. I'm sorry. I, I might break down, but I ain't getting I'm sorry. I just... I, I'm lying. Man, I'm your, like, daughter, your daughter's going to force you to get a TikTok, that's, bro. That's you ain't have no choice. As soon as one of them be like, let me get in my TikTok. Corey, how the hell you master that, bro? I'm still. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. That's what it moves like. That's what it I try to practice for like 30 minutes, bro. I'm all off. <laughs> so I'm like, that's Corey. Yeah. My daughters, man, they 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 keep me they keep me alive, bro. They they teach me all the moves, and I just get in there and do my thing, man. So, yeah, I'll be best friends on that, bro. Hey, let's get it. Let's go. Hey, the reason the reason why I can't get a TikTok is because uh, my daughter was there first, so I feel like I can't be there. You know, you know how it is when you when you get older and you know you shouldn't be at the same party that your mom and and uh, your dad at. It's, it's weird. So I feel weird on TikTok because my I daughter feel had you, it, man. But I, I, I will say this. You ain't nothing but like 22. 31. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was 22. But, uh, but yeah, uh, TikTok first, but she never posts our videos. So uh, we got a bunch of videos in her draft from like a year ago that she never posted. So, um, but nah, I'm I'm not gonna make a TikTok. It's a great bonding tool, man. I bond with my kids, my family, man. It's a good bonding tool. I it ain't, but it ain't for everybody, you know what I'm saying? So Willie, bo- Willie, Willie definitely don't need one. Yeah. <laughs> I can't be on there, bro. Coronavirus, <laughs> coronavirus. <laughs> Get it real. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, man. Let's let's jump right into this topic. Uh, Subtract the takers is the name mm. of the topic. Oh. And I want uh I want Willie to start us off. Hope y'all got y'all water. Right here. Okay. <laughs> Get that holy water, my boy got that holy water. <laughs> hey. But but man, look. For honestly speaking, man, subtracting the takers, bro, you really have to do that in life. Cause um, from me speaking from experience, man, I was I grew up always trying to fit in. I grew up, you know, wanting to be the one of the popular kids. And fun and, and funny thing is, like I played basketball, I played football, I ran track, and I was like the top three in all the sports. Like I won state, I won state in track, I was a top five in receiving, and I was that dude in basketball. So it was like I was trying to fit in, not realizing I was already fitting in without trying to fit in so hard because I wanted people to like me. And the more people I wanted to like was the more people I didn't need to because, like, my pops always told me, when I got in trouble, wasn't nobody there. Like, when I got in trouble, like, all the people that, that hung out with me or said they wanted to hang out with me was nowhere to be found. Like, I was the only one getting the wood. 
I was the only one on punishment. I'm like, wait a minute. I got all these friends. Ain't nobody on punishment. Ain't nobody trying to sneak and get me out and get me out. So my thing is, I know the people that's listening, and, and I want to, you know, switch it over to my trade. I know my trade deal with a lot of, you know, kids that may be on, on peer pressure. But my question would be, like, for those who are in an in a environment, in an environment to where they, they truly feel like they're not accepted, if they're not doing the dope boy stuff or they're not making the fast money, like how, how do we, as a group, as a group, how do we reach deeply and get down to the core to these kids when we know we got them for like 10 minutes, but then they go back in the environment and they not seeing anything different to be like, you know what? I don't have to fit in. I would just say, man, for real, a lot of people are prey and they don't even know that they pray for the predator. Like, you don't understand. There are people who see you, they see your potential, they see what you can possibly do, and they're going to latch on to you to make sure that whatever you do, that they're going to reap the benefits from it. Mm. And, and there's just so many people out here who don't understand that. Um, I read something, it was like this one producer in hip hop he basically gathered like all the upcoming producers and he like locked them in a the room, like in like in his house and like had them making beats and he was taking their beats and he was making millions off of it, not letting them get any shine off of it. And there's just so many people who are like that type of person to where they just want to benefit off of everything that you do. And especially in school, there are people who know that they're not going to be able to do it themselves and they're just going to attach themselves to you and you, you just to pray for people. And Pete, like for real, you got full, you got full written on your forehead and they can see it. And like y'all know as Christians, most people are like, oh, they Christians, they supposed to help me. How many people come to the church, Corey, and they, they ain't even part of your ministry. They just want some money. Like, hey, can you give us some money? Like they, they just do that because you're like, they look at you as prey. We know we can come in. You're a Christian. You're supposed to give me. You're supposed to help. You're supposed to serve. And that's how people end up getting taken advantage of because that's the way that people look at you and they ain't about to give you nothing back in return. In their mm -hmm. eyes, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, like they say, it's better to give than receive. Yeah. But I, I think at the same time, though, I think where a lot of us go wrong, a lot of times it's like we are blessed to have a lot. And then what we do is we give away our substance. You know what I'm saying? Like quit giving yeah. away your substance. Like there is something for you to keep and there is something for you to give away. And going off of what Montre was saying, because we're Christians, we feel like, you know what I'm saying, well, God wants us to give, 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 give. But if you give away all your substance, guess what you back on your knees doing, praying God to replenish what you just gave out. He's like, some of that you should have yeah. kept for yourself. I didn't tell you that you had to give away everything that I gave you. That's not biblical. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I think keeping things in context, but, man, takers are out there. And, and a lot of times, and I said this once before and I'll say it again, some people are not attached to you because they want to support you. They're attached to you to see what they can take from you, what they can get from you. And as long as you allow them to take from you, don't even be mad at them. You be mad at yourself. Because sometimes we allow people in our circle that we know ain't supposed to be there. But because we need this social network, or we say, I got this many people, I got this many people following me, and you know they ain't giving you nothing, but your numbers look good, that's on you, yeah. bro. That ain't on them. You allow that to happen because you never set boundaries. If you don't set boundaries, nobody's going to set them for you. You owe yourself to set a boundary for yourself. Yeah, that's big. <laughs> All right. Hey, like, so I don't know if y'all ever seen, I know everybody on this call probably seen the movie Paid in Full, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, Rico and Paid in Full, he had no intentions on forever running with A and Mitch. Like, right. he already, the time he met him in jail, he already knew I'm going to benefit by running with them. And like you told, hey, like, I want to be in a position to make other moves. So when he double-crossed Mitch and A, it shouldn't have been a surprise because there's just some people that's just running with you just so they can benefit off of it. They have Absolutely. no intentions on staying beside you. They have no intentions on building with you. They're with you to get what they know from you, to get anything they can from you, and they own to the next. Bruh, because that's so dope. A lot of us, who we are as people and what God has put on us to be, like, we are the bond for a lot of people. And we have yeah. a lot of branches trying to keep connected because if once they disconnect from us, they're dead. And they know that. And so they do everything in their power to try to latch on. Bro, I kid you not. 
every time I'm making a move, every time something's big has happened in my life, I have an individual that come out the woodwork, y'all. No lie. I ain't talked to my man in probably a year, six months. And it seemed like every time something big is about to happen for me, here he comes and he's a distraction. Oh, man, I need you to do this. Oh, man, I need you to do that. And a lot of times I help this dude. But then he comes back and a small misunderstanding can really let you know how somebody really feel about you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so he came at me some way sideways. And I just hit him with it like, bro, how much have I done for you? How much have you ever done for me? Oh, you can say that? You can say that? Absolutely, mm. I can say that. Because you ain't poured nothing in my pocket. But I given you money for your daughter to get a prom dress. I bought your CDs and passed your CDs out when I didn't have to. I gave you a place to stay. I gave you, never asked for nothing. And I've been giving you a ride for 12 years plus. Listen, Mm -hmm. 12 years plus, you're older than me. You in your 40s, almost 50. But I'm helping you out. And so we had a misunderstanding. He, oh, you just got abandoned issues. You just now, I'm like, oh, now your real feelings come out. So why were you rocking me with this whole time? Because every time he would see me, bro, I believe in you. I know you're going to blow. I know you're going to blow. So he's like, I got to stay connected to this vine because if I don't, it's over for me. Yeah, you have to. And that's why and I, and that's why I try to tell people. I try to <clears> tell people, like, if I can if I can ask Corey for $20 and I know every time he going to give it to me, what's going to stop me from asking? Like, right. like, there's nothing stopping me from asking. It's just like, if, if I know that you're going to give it, why not keep asking? Like, why, like, you my crutch. Why am I going to stop something that's supporting me to do that? So when you, when we allow ourselves to do that, it's kind of like, like they say, they, they take our kindness for weakness. And, and, and at some point, we have to be like, you know what? I can't keep doing this. I can't keep doing it because if I do it, then I'm going to end up doing the same thing that you're doing to somebody I really don't supposed to be asking it for because... That was never my place. So that's why I always tell people, like, you can't get to a point to where you got to, we got to stop being people crutches. And, and the thing is, I think what most of, I'm like, I can't speak for everybody, but for me, there are some situations where if, if a person is doing one thing, if they do one thing, sometimes we hold on to that one thing they're doing when it's really not benefiting us. Like, you know, when I was in college, like I had somebody I was talking to where I was just like, like, I only talked to her just to use her car. I, nothing else. Like, no homework. Like, I was like, okay, I, I needed to run. You that dude. Nothing else. Like, it wasn't no cut of time. It wasn't no, you know, let's go to the movies. I'm like, hey, you busy? I need to go to Walmart real quick. All right, I put gas in there. Boom, hung on the phone. But that was the only reason why I even talked to her, which means I was being a leech. And she was allowing me to do it because guess what? She was benefiting from it because I put gas in her car. So, so sometimes it's, it's like you said, it's a benefit, benefit, but then you have to look at the whole situation. Like, why this person, like, they get mad when I get to have her car? Like, can I still borrow Is she mad at me? Or is she having a bad day? No. So we just have to get to that point where we got to stop being people with crutches, man. And, and, and it's, I'm sad to say, sometimes families are worse crutch. Mm. Family is our worst crush. And I'm going to give you a plain example. And I love my sister to death. She just turned 45 yesterday. My sister asked me. Let me I'm, y'all listen to this. She asked me. She said, hey. She said, I want to get mama something for Christmas. And I need $700. That's great. I was like, who's she talking to? I ain't brought my wife a gift for $700. Who's she? I was I love my mama, but. So this is what tripped me out. I was like, that ain't even a gift I wanted to get my mama. She said, I want to get mama something. So I need $700. And I was like, she would be trying to pay her mortgage or something. So this is the funny part. My mom called me two weeks prior and was like, hey, baby, I need $250. I'm like, time out. Blow my whistle. Throw my flag. I'm like, why is my sister asking for 700 bucks? And my mama just called me two weeks ago asking for 250. And she's trying to buy her a little baton purse for $1,400. I'm like, who? <laughs> I was like, that ain't even a gift that I want to No. And bro, I tell you, it was, it was the toughest no I ever had to make because I'm away from my mom. And when I was in college and I was being away and I was overseas, I always felt like 
I had to fill a gap because I was going. So I would feel comfortable giving it because I'm like, well, I ain't home. My mama, you know, she she had the house, she had the crib. I give her whatever she needs. But at that point, I was like, seven hundred dollars. Man, I said no, and then my sister said, she's like, <laughs> my sister was like, all right, all right, then I'll talk to you later. I'm like, dang, love you too. <laughs> <laughs> like we was having a full conversation. All of a sudden, I talk to you later. All right, bye. Toughest no, but the best no in our relationship has gotten so much closer because now I'm so easy to say no. I be mean, y'all got to pregnancy with me. No, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, what I want to say, bro, I love what I love what we're talking about right now, man. I hate to say it, but you know, coronavirus exposes takers. Just look at Walmart. I promise you, bro. Nobody ever be heavy in Walmart like that. Ever. It's just a little bit of stuff here. Everything on clearing. But the moment you actually need something, you got people coming to take from you. Sometimes you just got to shut it down, bro. I promise. Like, you got to shut it down. Like, you got to be able to say no and remove your feelings from the no. Because a lot of times mm-hmm. what makes us feel bad is because we're saying no in our feelings instead of saying no and actually thinking about the long term. Like, yo, bro, like, <clears throat> at the end of the day, you a grown man just like I'm a grown man. Last time I checked, you know what I'm saying, you got two arms. You feel me? You got two legs. You breathing, right? <clears throat> What's stopping you from doing what you need to do? You feel what I'm saying? So at, at th- there's times in our life where there's going to be people who are going to only come to us in a season. Because right now we're in a season. You feel me? And there are only going to be them individuals going to come to us and take our toilet tissue, take our paper towel, right? Take our hand sanitizer. And then as soon as that season's over, guess what? They don't need us no more. We got to get to a point where we shut things down and say to people, yo, no disrespect. I appreciate you. I love you. But I can't enable you and give you this because if I give you this, in other words, it's like with our kids, bro. Just like with our kids. Like our kids want everything, but if we just give it to them without having them work hard for it, when they get it, they're not going to take care of it the way they're supposed to take care of it. Mm-hmm. So if give $20 to somebody, they're like, okay, cool. Then they go spend it, and they come right back to my tray. Yo, my tray, bro, um, I know you gave me $20 last week, but can I get another 20 So now we enabling somebody's addiction in terms of continuing to ask you and the addiction of being a taker, right? Mm-hmm. My question to all of us is how do, you, how do we identify the takers? Yeah, that's a, man, look, that's a very good one. Because it's, it's hard to identify when you know that you're trying to do a good deed from, from your heart. You know, because you like, oh, I'm just, okay, I'm just going. Because sometimes, let's be honest, we give and sometimes don't even think twice about it because we don't even, like, we're not thinking, I'm going to give this person $20, I better get it back. Because if you're thinking that way, you might as well not even give it to them. So it's, it's like, like, I'm not going to lend you something knowing that you might not be in a situation to give it back. Like, if I give it to you, it's because I felt like it. If I get it back or not, I'm cool with it. But trying to identify it is the hard part because, you're not in a, you're not in a, a a pulley trying to be like, okay, I'm only gonna give you this because I know you're gonna give it back. But so I, I think that's that's a very good question because I was gonna ask that too because I be thinking to myself like, like how do I know? Because people, man, look, it's people out here they they get Grammys, they do a really good job of hiding that they want to ask you for stuff, a really good job. So I be trying to figure that out myself too. Hey, for real, one of the, and let me shoot the taker some bail real quick. One of the best ways to identify takers by asking to do asking for them to do something. Because there are a lot of givers out here who won't open up their mouth and let the takers know, I need you to do something. And like, so if you having a barbecue, Corey, and you ain't asking them to bring the chicken, you ain't asking them to bring the hot dogs, you ain't asking them to bring the ribs. Only thing you might ask them to do is bring some chips, bring the cups, bring some forks, mm-hmm. bring some napkins. Can you bring something? So one of the ways to identify takers is by asking them to bring something to the table and mm-hmm. if they don't bring anything and they ghost those are takers but if they actually like yo no problem those how you know that they're not really takers they just don't have the mindset hey maybe i need to bring something and take initiative there's mm-hmm. a lot of people who don't take initiative they just show up but when you're like yo can you grab the chips oh absolutely i'll bring the chips to the to the barbecue 
It's because they're not really takers. They just haven't taken the initiative. The ones that they just going to show up, oh, they asked me to bring some chips. Those mm-hmm. the, those are takers. They going to go somewhere right. where they ain't got to say nothing. And I think, too. What about, what about the ones that bring, that bring the chips and leave with the chips? <laughs> <laughs> hey, take them, y'all. <laughs> oh, I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it. Willie, the chip, Willie the dude to bring the chip and then take the, the chips going. Going back and a little bit of four plates. See you that day, hey, you got if, that look. If I bring the chips and, and don't nobody open it, I'm taking them back. Word the bubble. So, so are you a taker? <laughs> Does that mean you a taker? Listen, nah, I now, if you if you if you open them, it can stay there. But if, if I bring the chips and don't nobody open the chips, bro, I'm taking the chips back with me. Not fair though. That makes you an Indian giver. You can't I'd rather you take believe. back I'd rather you take back what you brought. Then you show up and grab three plates to go. Come on, bro. Because there's a lot of those cats out here. And I think another way to identify takers, man, is just watch them over a period of time and see how much they're willing to invest in themselves. If they have Mm. not invested nothing in themselves all the time they've been around you, just know they're waiting for somebody to do something for them. Because it's Mm. like, if 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 you're not a taker, that means you're a go-getter. You're going to go... You're going to go put some stuff into action. You're going to take initiative. You're going to do what you got to do. I've been with a lot of people. I've been with a lot of people, bro, who never invested in themselves. And all that meant for me was this. You're waiting for me to give you something. And once I give you something, now it becomes a learned behavior. And if I continue to do it, that's my fault. That's on me. So I'm actually helping Mm -hmm. perpetuate you being a taker. Because I never say, you know what? What are you doing with yourself? Why you ain't investing in yourself? And sometimes those are tough conversations to have. But if you care about this person and you want to see this person become a, a go-getter and, and be that person that takes initiative, you've got to have that radically candid conversation with that person. And that's something that we all try to avoid. Be radically candid mm-hmm. with these people and let them know, look, if you're not investing in yourself, that means you wait, you're an opportunist. You're waiting on somebody to give you something and you ain't really ready to make no moves. I'm dealing with it right now, even with life coaching. I tell them, look, it's this. Or I'll give them free couple free calls. Then after I tell them, all right, they like, yeah, I want to work. I want to work. I tell them the price. Oh, really? Oh, I thought you was going to do this out of the goodness of your heart. Well, that thought should have got caught. That thought should have got caught. I never told y'all going to do this out of the goodness of your heart. See, so now you're a taker. You want to take my time. You want to take food out my family's mouth. You want to take money mm-hmm. out my account. I'm not fooling with you. If you really care that enough about your kids and, and, and um, making sure their well-being is good, you're going to invest in that. But you want stuff for free. And I'm not obligated to do nothing for you for free. Mm. So that's how I identify takers. If they don't invest in themselves ever, you're a taker, bro. That's what you said earlier. You got to set boundaries. And I think by you setting boundaries, you set standards as well because now you're addressing saying, hey, it's kind of like having like, hey, like this this is what it requires for you to be in my circle. Like if you can't hit X, Y, and Z to be in my circle, it's it's pretty much, it's it's not going to work for you. And some people, like I said, they... They try, like you said, if you don't watch them, they'll do everything to be in that circle. But then when that tough times come or something really happens, I mean, y'all know how it is. Y'all know when somebody passed away, what we say. Like, if you never, ever need anything, let me know. And then as soon as they be like, hey, I know y'all, uh, the funeral home said I need about, about five stacks. You got two? They're like, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I, I ain't mean yeah, But like yeah, that. see, that, that, that's the <laughs> problem, though, is when, is when you tell people, yo, hit me up if you need something, they asking you for something that they they can't even do themselves. Mm-hmm. So, so if somebody passed away and they like, yo, we need five thousand dollars to to bury my mother, and it's like we don't got it. But such such said, uh, if I ever need anything, to call him. Yo, you got five, like, bro, how you how you gonna ask me for five thousand right. dollars? But that's not even the person's fault. That's asking. That's your fault for not being an effective communicator. You gotta right. really let them know what it is yeah. you can help with. Because it's so yeah. vague. It's like, oh, if yeah. you need anything, hit me up. No, look, if you need food, if you need me to watch this, or you need me yeah. to come move this, I got you. That's cheap. If you're not an effective communicator, because you got to think about the person that's receiving it. You're the sender. Rece- yeah, the receiver is going to interpret that as like, that means everything is on deck. Money, yeah. uh, whatever, right? So if you don't tell them specifically what you can do for them, you leave into interpretation, and that's not on them. That's on you as the as the as the uh, descender. Yeah, that's facts. That's true. That's true. Yeah, man, and you know it's kind of like an ATM machine. <laughs> you feel me, bro? Like 
everybody rocking with you as long as you got something in, in there. And as, soon as, they, as soon as they can't withdraw something, they like, dang. Well, guess what? I'm going to go to uh, Willie's ATM. Once, <laughs> once Willie ain't got nothing, guess where they're going next to? My tray. After my tray, Corey and Shaquan, right? So, again, right, it's got to be reciprocity, right? It's got to be equal giving, equal sacrifice. If it's not equal giving, equal sacrifice, then you already know the person's motives. Their motive is to what? Take from me. And at the end of the day, the easiest way to identify somebody is start with a question. Like my Trey said, like life's not deep. Like, yo, can you bring some chips? Oh, I got you. <laughs> you already know by the person's communication on the other <laughs> side how they are. You feel me? So they're going to be like, yeah, I got you, Trey. If Trey asks me, you be like, yo, Will, can you uh <laughs> this flight for me? Got you, Trey. If you ask somebody else, somebody going to probably be like, Booking no damn flight, you better get your own flight, bro. <laughs> right? So, again, it's so key to identify not even your tribe, bro, your pack. You got to mm-hmm. identify your pack because a pack that hunts together eats together. And I promise you, like, this is the reason why we come on here every single Wednesday night, give value, put it out on Friday because we're not in the, we're not in the industry of taking. we in the industry of blessing. There's a difference. Yeah. And when you bless people, guess what comes back to you? <clears throat> you already know, right? Because here's yeah. the thing. Everybody, Corey, everybody, Matre, they want to be blessed, but they don't want to be a blessing. Mm-hmm. Bro, we see that in the rap game. Bro. Yeah, we see that in the sacrifice. It's like people, it's funny because people be like, they won't even bring the chips. And you be like, how you got the chips? You passed six stores. Like, oh, I, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's a perfect example in the rap game. You look at the ones that's on, right? And they got this entourage of dudes around them. I'll take my boy Pop Smoke for an example. Pop Smoke putting people on. He's like, I got you. Won, 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 won. Tell me why my man ended up dead when he got a, a gang of gorillas around him. Doing what he, you know, doing what he can for him. All these dudes take that's around you, they takers, man. You know what I'm saying? But we think we always got to keep people connected with us because we've been knowing them for a long time. Some of them people in your camp, you got to cut them boys. You got to cut them loose. Just because they're your boys, don't give them the right to – you give them the right to take from you because you've been – oh, we've been rocking for 15 years. If your boy's been taking you for 15 years and you go to a certain level, you got to cut your boy loose. Now, I can see if you, like, you putting him on, he making his moves, and then he surpass you and he's like, you know what, I'm bringing you to the top with me because all the stuff you've done for me. But people don't move like that. Once they build their table, they move chairs from it so you can't sit down. Yeah, I dealt with this personally last night. Um, my wife's shower hasn't been working. So this dude that her sister know, he came right over. It's like 6.30. Came right over, looked at the shower, was like, yep, you need this. We, we can go to Lowe's right now, get the part. I'll come back and fix it. So he was over for about an hour put the part on there. And my wife was like, and when we was driving to Lowe's, he was just like, he just don't work for certain people because they be trying to take advantage of them. So when we got back here, my wife was like, how much do we owe you? He was like, how much you want to give me? And she was like, whatever you charge. He was like, oh, I'll just $40. So I gave my man 65. And he was like, oh, was this a tip? I was like, no. I was like, you said people take advantage of you. You was over here two hours and you drove me to Lowe's to get the part. I don't want you to feel like I'm taking from you. Because I'm gonna need more stuff fixed in my house, so we got a mutual relationship now, to where you don't there feel you like you're taking. Yep, leverage. Hey, I, don't, I, I don't want y'all to. I, I don't want y'all to skip over a part that that Big just said. He said his wife shower. Mm, he didn't say the shower. <laughs> he said his wife shower. <laughs> we know who owned that house, bro. We know who owned that house. <laughs> I don't that I hey, hey, you know, you know our woman, man. You know what? Some hot showers, bro. Be busting the pipe. Hey, babe, put your hand in there. Showing all my bones. I'm like, what bones you burning me? Crazy, man. But yeah, yo, it's like that, though, man. And I'm so glad to be connected to a pack where everything's equal, giving an equal sacrifice, bro, because you don't find that today. Like, people don't understand that, man. It's rare that you find people who truly want to be connected. Not for who you, not even for who you are, but they're just like loyal to the vision, bro. Yeah. Like, real for real. Like, they see the vision. They're like, yo, let's do this together. 
right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I know that I noticed about a lot of people, man, is that a lot of people are connected to dead outlets, bro. Mm. Like, and you're getting mad, like you try to get juice. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, you're not gonna let that fly. Yeah, man. repeat that. Right, yeah, right, that right. Saying, bro. They saying battle rap. Oh, come on, bro. Dead outlet. Oh, come on, bro. Yeah, man. A lot of people are connected to dead outlets, and they get mad and pissed off when they don't receive voltage. Mm. Like, don't get mad because you plug up your, per se, your iPhone, your personal like to somebody's charger, and you're not getting the voltage that you need. These people and they keep doing it, and they keep doing it, knowing it ain't charging. Doing it, knowing that that your life's not charging, and you wonder why you drain. Corey just said it. He's coaching people, and these people are not even implementing what he's telling them to implement. You draining energy, and then you try to come back to the person, but yo, it ain't working. What do you mean it's not working, bro? You're not implementing. So like, yo, for real, like everybody on this on on this podcast, bro. We're all connected to an outlet, bro, and we all receive voltage. You know a person by how effective they're going to be based on who they are around. And a lot yeah. of people are around dead outlets. Dead outlets produce dead Thanks. results. You can't charge your life on a dead outlet, bro. Just saying, man. For real. That's hey, 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 when when your charger going dead, or, I mean, when your charger is uh, going bad and you hook your iPhone up, what's the first thing to say? Unsupported device. That's it. Mm. That's the name of this podcast. Uh, unsupported. <laughs> unsupported device. That's hey. on that iPhone thing, though. Just saying. Oh, you messed yeah, up. You right. This you Apple. right. It is Apple, bro. <laughs> Apple. You don't feel no way. You, would, you, would, you wouldn't know nothing about that, Willie. We got fast you know. charge over here. You know what I'm saying? We got fast hey, charge. Hey, let fast. me tell you something. Apple got fast, fast chargers now, too. You know what I'm saying? You're right. Man, I got that wireless, but we still trying to keep up, though. But that's you know, true. but at, but at the end of the day, man, I just feel like, you know, what I'm saying, I don't think takers are necessarily a bad thing. It's not because because it can also teach you something about yourself, which is Correct. be more self-aware. And not only that, don't be so desperate to where you connect to any and everybody. Because sometimes you can mm. be so desperate, you don't care who you connected to. You just want to be connected with somebody. And that can show you too. It's just like I'll say, uh, my man. Um, I can't even think of his name. But at the end of the day, it's like when you connected to the wrong people, wrong things are going to happen. But I think sometimes being connected with these people that are dead uh, chargers, it it really helps you look. If if you do it the right way, it helps you look within yourself and say, Why am I doing this? What is it about this this person? That's keeping me connected to them, and I know that they're not producing any results, and I'm not getting nothing from them. And so sometimes that's a way for you to look at yourself and say, "Look, I need to self-assess, um, reevaluate where I'm at in my life, and see what I need to change and adjust." Because I know good and well I shouldn't be connected to this person. There's been many a warning sign, and I'm still here. So don't never, uh, don't hey, never Cor- connect out of out of desperation, man. Hey, Corey, it's funny because if you get Y'all ever got a charger from five and below? Yep. They don't last long. They cheaper, they don't last long. But if you go to Walmart and pay that extra twenty dollars and get those get the charger that you're supposed to get to hook up to the phone, it lasts as long. Mm. Yep. That, goes back to what you said, it's about who you connected to. Yeah, but that's yeah. how like people are today. And Corey said it earlier. People are always trying to go to five below expecting to get apple results <laughs> come on man you know what i'm saying yeah. like like you like yo how come i'm not getting these engagements or getting these clients i mean like yo bro like you can think to try to go the cheap way no and whatever you got to do you do i know people's money's kind of strange and stuff like that it is what it is but at the end of the day you only get to a certain level when you say to yourself yo this five below charger or this five below course is not helping me what will help me is getting connected to the Apple product or the Samsung product. You're trying to get information from a bootlegger. <laughs> <laughs> and then you want your receipt. And then you want your receipt from the bootlegger. <laughs> really like, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't get mad at the results that you have. And everybody's like that, bro. I promise you. I said, I think I said it last week or the week before. Yo, I seen it, yo. When my Trey posted his book. All you seen was congratulations. You didn't see right. too many people saying, yo, I'll purchase. Or where's the link? Right. 
everybody, mm. we live in a world that wants to congratulate you, but don't want to support you. Facts. Fact. And the thing, your warranty got to have an expiration date. And like, yeah. bro, bro, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Bad through that one. Slow it down. <laughs> like, your warranty got to have an expiration date. Like, if I got a, if I got an unlimited warranty, I'm going to keep going back every time something's wrong. And that's the only time you're going to see me. And that's the way people are with us. Like, the minute something happens, that's when they that's when they call. You already see as soon as they call, you're like, man, what they want? What's going on now? And that's because they know that they're going to get whatever they need from you, and then they write back out the door again, and you ain't going to hear from them until something else happened again. So at some point, you got to shut it down. Like, yo, either you connected with me or you not. Like, either, either I can count on you the way you count on me or not. And like, there's so many people like your warranty has not expired and people hit you up every few months whenever they going through something, whenever they need something. And that's the only time you hear from them. Mm, that's facts, facts man. And I think that's why, that's why, why, yeah, that's, that's why y'all see, I know, I think everybody probably seen a documentary with, uh, with Kevin Hart, when his situation happened when, you know, he got outside of his circle and what happened? Like, he got outside of his circle, he knew he, he was trying to get there. He was like, hey man, y'all come to Vegas for me. They was like, nah, bro, I'm good. But then his circle was like, one of us should have went just to know, you know, just to hold him down and hold him accountable. And, and and a lot of us, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but some people had those yes people to where that's what they want in their circle. So they'd be like, okay, I'm going to dumb down my standards, my values, so I can have that yes person. So that way, yeah, I can go do something at 12 o'clock at midnight. No, I ain't supposed to go do it. But I know my yes man going to be like, yep, let's go do it. Yes, Man, fuck that, it. bro. I'm going to play the devil's advocate. That piece in that Kevin Hart special, I don't care who was there. Kevin Hart should have held himself accountable. Kevin Hart knew the position that he put himself in. He didn't need nobody with him, no, not to go mess on his wife. He didn't need that, bro. He, what, what, he got, he, he's famous. He can get anything he want, and he let that get, he let that override him holding himself accountable. Point blank, period. I'm going to tell That's you what, what I'm talking about the one where he went and then the dude that he'd been rocking with for 15 years had did something. Um, it's the same it. special. It's the same oh, okay. special. I don't know what yeah, you're talking you, about. Uh, because if you look at the situation after he talked about that, he got into the argument with his trainer with on the, the airplane yeah. and told and told him, yo, if it weren't for me, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be rich right now. Right. Yeah. So yep. Kevin Hart has to have he has to hold himself responsible for that. Absolutely, and that's and that, and that's what we got to get to. What we said it before, you got to follow your accountability partner. I, all mm -hmm. y'all guys on here, I know you will hold me accountable, but guess what? I don't depend on y'all to tell me not to go mess on, mess around on my wife or go or not go do A, B, C, and D. You got to have an internal moral compass to know what to do and what not to do. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And, and and that's with really being in tune with yourself, and especially if you say you are a man or woman or guy, whoever you claim to be. Even if yeah. you if, even if you're not that, you still should have some type of moral compass that you know good and well you shouldn't be doing certain things. But mm -hmm. we want to deflect all the time and we want to point the finger at somebody else because we don't have to deal with us. It's yeah. easier to say, oh man, you wasn't there. Or, or I needed you by my side. No, you needed you by your side. Right. You needed you to know you should have overrode what you was feeling at that moment. And I'm not saying anybody's perfect. We all fall short and we all make mistakes. But at the end of the day, don't you dare point your finger at somebody else and say, you the reason why. No, you grow. Yeah. Ain't can't nobody make you do nothing, bro. You the reason why. Yeah, and and I love that, Corey, because it goes back to it, man. Like, you gotta charge every area in your life, bro. Come on, man. You charge. You know what I'm saying? Like your joy, your peace, your love, yourself. Right? Uh, you gotta you gotta be able to do that. Cause if you don't charge every area in your life, guess what? You're gonna be vulnerable. You feel mm -hmm. me? And again accountability is not Corey checking on Willie or Willie checking on Corey. It's Corey right. saying, yo, I did it. That's it. By action. Yeah. You feel me? Like, you know it's done. That's what true accountability is. So, yeah, man, like, man, this is, this is, man. This it's is mostly self, I mean, I could take it deeper than that. I feel like it's, it's self-discipline. It's something that, you know, it's, it's not taught. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like, I can easily see a, a woman walk across the, you know, walk across the mall and, and look and go get a phone number. But the only thing that's stopping me is my self-discipline to not go over there and ask for a phone number. Like, I gotta, like, I, you gotta have self-discipline. I think that's that's the, the the accountability that you have in yourself is knowing that I am disciplined enough to, to know, yes, that is something that is attractive, but I'm not going to put myself 
and have self-discipline to go over there and be like, hey, what's your name? I would like to get to know you. Squaze, squaze. Like, that's also I was saying, like, for Kevin Hart, his circle didn't have to be there, but the self-discipline for just to say, because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure the people that he was calling, he didn't tell them where he was going, because I'm pretty sure somebody would have said, bro, you don't need to go. You don't need to go. So with, with not hearing that, you know you know how it is. It's like sometimes we don't call and, and say, hey, bro, this is what I'm about to do, because I know Corey probably going to check me. So I ain't going to say, hey, Corey, I'm about to go, you know, to, to the script club. Like, hey, I might go to the script club, man. Come get drunk with me. Like, I'm not going to say that to Corey when I know Corey going to be like, uh, bro, I don't think you need to be doing that. You know, I was like, just about to say that. Yep. But, 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 you know, like, but I, but if I don't want to hear, if I don't have the self-discipline to be like, to check that, it's going to be easy for me to go to somebody that's not in my circle to be like, I need somebody to to feed that so I can go do it. And that way I can fit in because I know my group not going to call me and say, they're not going to check me on it. You see what I'm saying? Right, so that's what right, that's right. what I feel. That's what happened in that in that moment. He didn't. Nobody in his group said. Didn't, he didn't call nobody and say, "Hey, y'all, I'm about to go Vegas and wild out." Because he know every last one of them would have said, "Bro, that ain't what you're doing." Right. Like that ain't what you're doing. We we we're not gonna allow you to do that because that's not you. And that's how he that's how he ended up falling short. On top of, because let's be honest, if if, if I call anyone of that, I'm like, "Hey, man, I'm about to go get wasted. Somebody come with me." Y'all gonna be like, "Bro." You, you all right? Like, let's. What's what's wrong with you? Like, let me check in on you for real, for real. Like, you're not for to go do that. But sometimes we don't. We just because we, we have our mind made up. Our but mind. Right, nobody up. should. But I'm not gonna tell you what you're not gonna do. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna see. I'm gonna ask you the question. Are you all right? Because if it's outside of your normal character, I'm not gonna say, Willie, you're not about to go go drink because you grown. You are gonna do it if I get off the once I get off the phone. Your mind is made up. You are gonna do it anyway. But I'm going to ask a probing question that may hit you. And you'll be like, man, yeah, what is going on? What is Because there's an underlying thing. But to bring it back full circle, Kevin Hart took his – we talking about takers. He took his tail somewhere he didn't belong, and he got mm -hmm. took. You know what I'm saying? And not <laughs> yeah. only that, <laughs> not only yeah. that, sometimes we so worried about outside people taking from us that we forget that we can take from ourselves. Correct. Take ourselves out of opportunities. Correct. Take ourselves from doing this and that. We can do, we do the same thing other people do to us. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And, and if you're around takers a lot, you're going to adapt, their, you're going to adopt their practices. Come on. Mm -hmm. And then you will see yourself taking yourself out of places where you know you need to go, taking yourself away from opportunities where opportunities present itself. You can take yourself out of a lot of situations that are set up for you to thrive in. So you got, it, it's all about a balance because you can focus yeah. on somebody taking from you so much that you can forget to watch yourself and see where you taking yourself out of. But sometimes people need that check, bro. Some people, some like, and I'll be honest, like all of us, you know, in a tight circle, but there, there are somebody, like there's one of y'all in this circle that you can tell me something, bro. And I'm going to be like, I'm going to run into this brick. I'm going to do it for you. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm not, I don't know who that is, but if I'm at a low point and I'd be like, hey, bro, I, I need to go get drunk. And you'd be like, no, you're not. You're not about to go do that. Like how you say it may alter what I may do because it's coming from you. Not saying like my trademark can't say it the way that you can. Will may not say it the way that you can, but at that moment, I may need Corey to say, "Hey, bro, you're not going to do that." Now you may feel like you don't need to, but in that moment, I may need you to check me because I can't check myself in that moment because I'm already low. Mm. Even though, and I can say, and my circle is the only people that can really check me and say what it is that I can even tell myself. So I, I may need, I may need Will to just give me a, a how they say it's um, um, tough love. I may need tough love and it may be, it may be you putting your foot and putting your foot down like, nah, bro, you're not doing that. And just by me hearing it from you, it may click like this, he really care about me. Like, he really care, I, I'm, I'm not gonna go do it. I'm and then, not gonna it's do funny, it. It's funny because not only did Kevin Hart put himself in that situation, but all of his friends throughout that documentary, they was telling you what all they do now for Kevin Hart. And the one person that when he went to Vegas that he came to find out that set him up was somebody that was close to him, that he's an actor, he's a comedian, but you haven't seen him in a movie in years. 
Mm-hmm. You haven't seen him do stand-up comedian comedy in years. And he was the one that took advantage of Kevin Hart and tried to um tried to get money out of him. Somebody close to him. Wasn't doing anything. But but it's the same thing what, what Corey was saying. So all takers is not bad because he needed that to happen to really see this is it. This is what I need. I don't. I don't. I don't need anybody else or try to go find anybody else. And this is it. I was trying to find other people. I don't know what his, his situation was, but he needed that moment to happen to see. This is my squad. This is my crew. This is who I'm gonna rock with. Because if he haven't and he didn't, he still would have that same leech that probably was there, and whatever the case may be. Like he had his Judas. Like he needed it. Like I say, all all us need one. That's a fact. Um, so, real quick, we'll go ahead and close this out. Coach Will, uh, you relax right now. Huh? <laughs> you see, got the ice. You know what I'm saying? Like the virus. Hey, 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 uh, said, um, Jay Z said, no one in the clique is rugged because when everybody falls, we're going to be each other's crutches. Mm. You always ending with some Jay Z. <laughs> Let's go. I think you secretly signed under him, bro. I wish. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I love y'all, man. For real, man. This is this is this is so valuable right now, especially um, you know, in in a little season that we're in right now, bro. People need this positivity. Um, for real, for real. I'm seeing you guys doing your thing individually, and that's and that's what it is, man. Like. You want to rock with people who get it by themselves individually. So when you come together collectively, you already know, like, yo, I don't need, I don't need anything, bro. But if you need help with this, I got you. Like, you got to go. You got to learn how to hunt on your own. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, man, the Legacy Gem, uh, my trade went last week. Corey, go ahead, man. Legacy Gem of the Week, bro. Hit him. Hit him yes, with so the Legacy Gem of the Week is um, set boundaries. You know what I mean? Like, you got to identify the takers in your corner. And you need to immediately nip that in the bud. Address them with a question. Like Martre said, can you do something for, what can you do for me? What value do you add to my life? Mm. And they can't add nothing to your life. You got to know that's a taker. You know what I'm saying? Never be afraid to say no. Mm. Because a no will set you up for a greater yes. Mm. You got to remember that. Never be afraid to say no because a no will set you up for a greater yes. And set your boundaries for takers. And man, the rest is on you. The rest is history. So... That it's a it's a small gym, but it's a gym because no goes a long way. Mm. Self preservation. And we'll leave it at that. Hey. Hey. Well, it's a, it's, it's it's the squad just letting y'all know don't live just to exist. Live to be remembered. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. All right, love y'all. Love you too, man. Bye-bye.